Welcome to the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. I am your host, Emily. I'm a Kentucky native, now Boston-based artist, researcher, spirituality, and creativity teacher. And I find absolute delight in the sometimes subtle, sometimes epic ways we as people discover our voices and begin consciously creating lives full of meaning and expression. Sacred Adventure Begin features stories from business owners to artists, lawyers to singers, yogis to professors, and many (laughs) in-betweens to inspire you in connecting the threads, themes, and experiences of your own life. I know that it can sometimes feel unknowable, insurmountable, and perhaps some of us feel a bit vulnerable in our quests for the deeper truths and meanings in our lives. Power and awareness lie on the other side of these pursuits, and it is my hope that these stories and conversations become engaging tools to bridge those gaps that we all have between intellect and heart, between mundane and divine, between fantastical and practical. I'm so excited to have you here sharing this space and being part of these conversations. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast and to our mini-series discussing relationships and um, spiritual partnerships and how that turns into business partnerships or or can work with um, our business partnerships. Last week, we had um, a series of interviews with Lolly and Samara and then about how they have been approaching building a podcast together, specifically a like holistic wellness kind of podcast, and how their relationship flourished during that, and also how they sort of like navigate the ups and downs that come with that space. Also, as part of this series, I have for you today two amazing women who I have been following on Facebook since I moved up here to Boston. And it turns out they're actually sisters. I found this out um, when I started watching their videos. They're hilarious, by the way. Um, I'm interviewing today Trisha Matthews and Bobby Jenkins. And ladies, if I mispronounce that, um, you can correct me later, (laughs) of the Healing Moon Wellness Center. And in this interview, we're talking all things from trusting your intuition to following your messages, in addition to like Reiki, uh, trance healing, dogs, what it is to be like sisters, how to support each other. And I think it's an important interview to have because there's so many um, ideas out there in our culture about how sisters should behave or shouldn't behave. And what I find really beautiful and engaging about um, Trish and Bobby is the level of like support and and the recognition of each other's skills and talents and the respect for each other, um, which is really, really beautiful because I think age can kind of come in and dictate, I am, by the way, an older sister, um, <laughs> how we treat our younger siblings and it adds an additional dynamic then later in life when age isn't that important, like developmentally speaking. And how do you start like breaking down that and opening up for the relationship to grow and change and become what it is meant to become? Um, 
And from a, a, a sort of spiritual level, or I would say uh, one of the beliefs that I hold is that the people that come in and out of our lives come here to teach us something. And all of the relationships we have, be they good relationships or, or poor relationships, um, <laughs> difficult relationships, are, are, are part of our soul contract. They're essentially things that we came here uh, to earth to experience. And the, the more that I open to that concept and that I stop trying to uh, control other people and I just start enjoying them for who they are, uh, not who they are to me, the roles that they are to me, the more, um, yeah, beauty I see around me and the more opportunity and potential. And I feel like they do this really, really well. I also, another thing that I loved about this interview that I know you're going to love is, um, as, as potentially a, a, like a spiritually interested person, but somebody who's maybe contemplating like going down a healing path is how they got into this, how they uh, like trusted the messages and they trusted uh, what we could call spirit or the universe um, when it was, you know, urging them to do something, but then they grounded it in, well, what am I actually comfortable doing? And they took steps forward that way. And that can be a really empowering and really beautiful way to work, to start like moving toward your like divine destiny. <laughs> Some people call it dharma. Um, your your soul path. Uh, it's a, it becomes an important way to do that. So I'm really excited to share this interview with you. And I'm going to give you a little bit of um, background on them. So Trisha Matthews is the founder and owner of the Healing Moon Wellness Center, LLC, originally from Norwood, now located in Foxborough. And for those of you who are not aware, that's in the Boston area. Trisha is a Krista healer. Krista healer. <laughs> she heals only Kristas. She's a crystal healer and certified hypnotherapist and Reiki master and teacher in both the Usui and Karuna systems. As a child, Trisha recognized her ability to feel the emotions and energies of those around her. And as a young adult, she embraced her intuitive gifts and began to follow her spiritual calling as an empath, medium, and energy healer. Trisha specializes in assisting women and children on their path toward healing, peace, balance, empowerment, and wellness. For over 25 years, she has studied various healing techniques, allowing her to practice a gentle blend of healing methods, utilizing Reiki, shamanism, Tibetan singing bowls, guided meditation, aromatherapy, crystal healing, and color therapy. Trisha often receives messages, spiritual messages, for her clients during Reiki sessions from guides and angels, and she has also worked with channeling the healing energies of the Ascended Masters and higher healers, such as Mother Mary, Kuan Yin, St. Bridget, the Triple Goddess, St. Francis, Namaka, Big Buffalo, Little Buffalo, and Archangels Michael and Raphael. Trisha has reached out to the community with her volunteer association, um, to Caritas Hospital and New Hope Organization, as well as by her teachings with the Adult Education Program at Norwood High School. She's also the organizer of Soul Sister Support, a group that aids those in need of financial help for holistic healing, which is super important and I think a really beautiful thing that she's doing in the community. Also, I want to point out before I read the rest of her bio that... Um, 
she and Bobby do free readings on Facebook on Fridays and they often do them in costumes and I absolutely adore their mix of playfulness with spirituality because I think oftentimes we can get really serious about these about what we're doing and the healing work and uh, it's so nice to have something light and giggly <laughs> and just playful uh, as part of that so Trisha believes, and I quote, we all have a light within us. For some of us, it has been diminished by trauma, illness, our environment, our childhood, or even everyday stress. Sometimes we just need a little help to allow us to feel peaceful, more balanced until we can shine our little light again, end quote. Trisha is also grounded and replenished by her two golden doodle doodles, I almost said doodles, <laughs> who you are going to hear barking a little bit in this recording. Uh, so just think of the dogs as cheering us on as we talk. If you are a dog lover, you may enjoy her blog entitled Doggy Dogma, the spiritual lessons I learned from my dog. And you all can check them out during the interview. They're over at thehealingmoon.com. All of the links that we talk about are also in the bio. So let's just go ahead and get into it. Well, welcome Trish and Bobby to the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. I am so excited to have you both here today. We are so excited to be here. Thank you for having us. Thank yes. you. Yeah, so could you start by telling folks a little bit about who you are, maybe also where you are, and uh, what you do? Sure. Um, do you want me to go a little first? Yeah, you start. Okay. So uh, we're in, right now we're in Foxborough, Mass. We've been here for 10 years. Um, I started actually in Norwood, Mass, um, out of my home. And we do Reiki and crystal healing, meditation. We also have other practitioners that do yoga, and we have some great practitioners that do readings, angel readings, tarot readings, um, and mediumship. That's so awesome. So you have that in your house? We do. We did have a, I started in my house originally in Norwood 20 years ago. I started um, technically about 25 years ago, officially the healing moon started 20 years ago in um, 2000 and was out of my home for about eight years. And then decided spirit was like in my ear enough that it was time to move forward, to open up, to start a community. They really wanted me to um, be there for people to have a place where people could come in and gather Mm -hmm. And kind of be a home away from home for people. And it's, it was exactly yes. that. And um, we had a, a large crew there up to about 15 practitioners at one point. And uh, we were there for a few years, loved it in Norwood, Norwood Center. And then we, I actually, my husband and I moved to Foxborough right next to my sister. <laughs> And I then said, you know what? I think I want to move the practice. I kind of want to downsize. I was managing a large group of people mm -hmm. and I missed, I was still doing my healing practice, but I certainly was dividing my time and my energy. And I really missed spending more of my time devoted to teaching. I do a lot of teaching. Yeah. And so um, moved to Fox Bar, downsized a bit and still had some practitioners with me. And since then we were in Foxborough Center for several years and loved it. And then COVID hit yeah. and then 
said, okay, maybe it's time that we go back to where we started and go back to home, home base. So um, we're actually in a space where my mom lived with us. And so it's just a special energy here. She used to say before she passed away, when I'm gone, I hope you use this for Reiki. It would be perfect. Yeah. And, um, I'm going to show up and help you. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, mom, I don't want to work from home again. And, and sure enough, mom always knows best. And it's perfect. It has its own entrance and restroom and I love it and my clients of course we did distant at first because yeah. when COVID first hit we couldn't see per- people in person but now we are seeing clients in person and um yeah, yeah we love it we're really making it our own and still tweaking it and um we, we love it and Bobby my sister who works with me lives right next door That's literally great. across the driveway so <laughs> it's perfect yeah that it is so great. Actually, yeah. I, I, um, I also have a really good relationship with my sister. We don't work together, but, um, when we were preparing to move up here, um, I was still teaching at the university. And so I had to finish the semester because that's what my contract was for. And, uh, my husband needed to come up here. They were like, you all have to be moved by October. And we were like, well, shit. So oh, <laughs> yeah. And so he, he had to come up here and I moved in with my sister. <laughs> And and it was actually like really great because she was um, closing out a chapter in her life and uh, she was going through a divorce to to let you in on that one. And and so it was nice to have me there to like help her out of that transition, like also take care of things around the house and stuff like that. But like it it really, um, I think, goes to show because I think a lot of people see uh, female relationships as being adversarial. And, uh, and sister relationships is being that way as well, where there's like lots of jealousy and weirdness and stuff. And so I always love finding other sisters who love each other. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely. We love it. Great support system. Oh yeah. And we we just bounce things off of each other and there's no one that knows someone better than a sister. You have that history, the history, know what they're really like and what they've been through and what they're capable some of some of their triggers and yeah, they're yeah, strange. You have the same ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I need a push or when she needs a push yeah. and when yeah. we, you know, need the comfort or, um, nice. Yeah. Especially, I mean, closing the healing moon was really hard. You know, the center, Very the healing moon is still, you know, alive and well, but closing the, Physical center space. physical space yeah the physical space good way of putting it yes was difficult and you know at the time I was like okay we got to get it done and I didn't allow myself to grieve and I was like this is this is the way it's gonna go and in some ways I felt more of a relief like okay you know what I think I was ready for this change but I was kind of surprised Bobby felt it a little bit mm. deeper than I did I did it just it was so sad for me and you know, there were just over the years, there were so many wonderful practitioners and readers that had worked there with us. We had had so many fairs and special occasions and, and clients and and our mom would always go and be a part of any of the events that we had. We have another sister. We have another sister who also does Reiki. She's a Reiki Ah. master. Um, (laughs) And she has always gone and helped us with our fairs. And um, so it just was 
very sad. I was very sad. Um, and it was hard to close that, Mm. um, and let go of everything there. So, and not um, knowing, you know, will we be here for a year in, in our home space or will we open up again? Because I do feel the center offered a home away from home for so many people mm-hmm. and a sanctuary for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, a place where a lot of people don't have others that they can talk to about new age and holistic yeah. and we understood. We work with and encourage mm-hmm. a lot of empaths and sensitives and mediums and, and children, a lot of children. Yeah. We work yeah. with mm-hmm. children. Center. You know, Trish sees a lot of children there'd be some different classes for the mm-hmm. kids. Um, and I think that's a big part of it that saddened me when we yeah. were closing, knowing yeah. that, well, eventually we'll be able to hopefully see one-on-one clients again, which we are. But as far as a space here to have it would be a large class like we used to, it would be, yeah. that's just a little too difficult right now, right now with the COVID regulations. So, yeah, yeah I feel that like, especially since you said you've had the healing moon in one form or another for the past 20 years, you started it in 2000 yeah. or the past yeah. 20 years. And so like, it's oh, like yeah. totally natural to have gotten like attached to the space <laughs> and, and what it made possible in the way the practice was and then pivoting right. it online. It feels right. both expansive like you can reach more people like exactly but like also contractive like there isn't that like proximity that I find helpful and like warming when because I you touched on this Bobby and I love that you said this like it's so important when you're on a spiritual path and you're on a spiritual journey for other people not to call you crazy while you're doing it and to know that there are other people experiencing similar things and so I think it's really interesting too that expands out into like work with kids, like mm-hmm. and when developing yeah. intuition for kids, mm-hmm. like when they're little as well. Right. Right. Yes. So being, being someone that, um, was psychic growing up and, um, I used to see people <laughs> spirit coming uh-huh. out of the closet and, um, <laughs> scared the heck out of me yep. and my mom would come up and I'd you know, cry and say, someone's in my room and <laughs> should look around and no one's there, you know, but, um, eventually I closed down and then I opened up again in my teens and it, it's, it's difficult when you're an empath and a medium at a young age, especially in an era when I was little, that there wasn't conversation about that. It wasn't a household word by any no. means. And yeah. so you grow up thinking and knowing you're very different yes. and you're strange and what's wrong with me. And especially being empathic, you take on other people's energies. Um, it definitely creates the opportunity for depression, carrying of energy. And with me, it certainly did. And I had depression and anxiety at a young age and not knowing why I had a great life. You know, mm-hmm. I had a wonderful family and, so I did not want um, other kids to go through that without knowing. So that was always one of my missions is to really work with kids that were empathic um, to help them understand kind of what was going on with them and to teach them about energy and chakras and 
I love it. I love working with my Reiki kids and it's, it's more challenging than the adults by far, but it's so much more rewarding. I, I love it. And it's nothing more exciting for me when a mom calls and says, you know, so-and-so is saying that they need their Reiki with you. And mm-hmm. I love the kids know when their energy is yeah. off. They do. Uh-huh. They're not afraid to say it where adults will be like, oh, I'll wait, I'll wait or run around and so forth. But the kids are just so honest and they get it. Yeah. I love that. Or we're so indoctrinated into stress and things being off that that's our normal. And so yeah. like, if things are good. We're like, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Is, yeah. Why do I feel so good? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Oh, that's funny. Actually, it's, I'm glad that you talked about like growing up psychic. Um, cause I was going to ask you like, especially as sisters doing this work and you've mentioned your mother, like, um, how did you come to this work? Um, I guess, you know, probably being psychic, um, in my teens and early twenties, it got really strong and, Um, unfortunately I had a friend who committed suicide Mm -hmm. and I was devastated that I didn't see it coming Mm. and I couldn't do anything to help, um, because I could see many things with other people before they happened. And I was really devastated about it. And I would say it's a curse. Like what good is this? Um, it only works like when it wants to work, it doesn't work when I need it to. And what the hell good is it? So that was kind of a catalyst for me to say, okay, I'm stuck with this clearly. It's not going away. I'm in my twenties at this point and I might as well see if I can control it or develop it. Mm -hmm. So I actually started reading about it and taking uh, a class uh, psychic development class. And that really helped give me confidence in where I was with it and helped me to develop it. And the more I read and found out about meditation and the chakras, it just all clicked for me. And I quickly found out about crystals and was addicted from day one, my first <laughs> crystal, and started giving them to friends and, you know, my sisters and mom for different things like try this out. I always say as a healthy skeptic where I wanted to make sure that they were real. And so they were great guinea pigs for me. (laughs) (laughs) And I would give it to them and not necessarily say what it was for. And then I'd go back and say, how are your headaches been or insomnia been? And um, I was always like amazed at how well that they would work. And so I was totally, you know, amazed and addicted and realized how well that they work. And then um, I heard about Reiki. I started having dreams that I could heal with my hands. And I was like, what are these dreams? I had and I heard a, before I did Reiki too. Really? Yeah. I was hoping I was an elf, but that did not turn out <laughs> the way I wanted it to. In your next life. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Past life too. I don't know. But I um I heard about Reiki and before I even went, I'm like, this is what it is I'm supposed to do. I just felt I had a calling and I wasn't sure. I read cards uh, once uh-huh. I started psychic stuff. And, um, but once I got into the healing, the cards were, I feel like a stepping stone for me, um, that was supposed to just lead me, um, to my path as a healer. And once I started doing that, I was doing meditation classes and that's Bobby. Um, I said, why don't you come? And, you know, if I do a class for meditation and then 
that just opened her up and she's so intuitive and psychic. I'm always asking her questions now. <laughs> I'm like, what do you think of this? What should I do? Uh, she's, she's great. And she just is amazing with her energy and her healing ability. And I feel like we have very different yeah. healing approaches. Yeah. Um, very different. Yeah. Um, more sort of on the physical side. Yes. And you're definitely more the spiritual emotional side. Yeah. Um, in my previous life, I was a, a corporate paralegal. Oh, so meant, like, I was like, I was it's okay. In my previous um, life, I was an academic. We're good. <laughs> yeah. So just very black and white and, and very logical. So this is, it's a nice change for me. I still have an office job. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, again, I'm very practical. I need to know that I have benefits and I have, um, a certain amount of money coming in every week for me. <laughs> um, I had a couple of eye surgeries a few years ago, and that was like a very eye-opening experience <laughs> for me because um, I was out of work and I was just doing Reiki and the guided meditation classes, and I couldn't work for several weeks, and then I couldn't drive, so I was having just you know, you know, either have somebody drive me or I'd walk to work because we live we. We're just a mile away. So, but it still was just, hmm, like I had given up that security. And so I, I feel like I needed it back again. So I, I work part-time during the day and then I see clients at night. So it works out perfect because Trish has always seen clients during the day mm-hmm. um, and on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So we share our space very well together yeah. and, and our energy meshes. And yeah. that's so important. Yeah when you're sharing healing space. Yeah. Yeah. She's a Capricorn. Uh Uh-huh. Actually, the same. Very very grounded. Very grounded. Same birthday as my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Total air sign. My past life in this world, in this life, (laughs) was um, a creative interior designer. Yeah. So I'm like, La la, creative, <laughs> go with the flow. Who needs insurance? <laughs> I have a husband, thank God, that does. But uh, yeah, so we're you know very different. Yeah, but like I think that that you both honor each other in like what you bring to the table and like in doing what you need to do to feel comfortable. Like you're, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm curious, Bobby. So when Trish was uh, like or maybe I should ask this of you, Trish, or you all can answer it kind of like together, but were you always sort of like able to talk about your gifts and like able to tell people like I am seeing this thing or I'm communicating with spirit. And then how, how did you sort of like come out about it? Or were you always out? And then, uh, Bobby, when did you like jump on the bandwagon and say, Oh, you're learning that. That sounds cool. I'm going to take that class. I want to tell you a story. Like when she was little, she had an imaginary friend. It was a, a baby elephant uh-huh. that was called PJ. And she even jammed her hand That's in right. a car door because one of us was closing the door on this little PJ, this little being. And it was pink and With polka dots. <laughs> so we, as we got older, we kind of realized that it was my grandmother who was following her. It was after my grandmother had passed. They were very close. And different things we, as the older kids kind of put together, oh my gosh, that was, that was grandma. So, and didn't you say that's what you called it then? Yes, that's her initials. Her initials. Yeah. 
So, and that's what she called this little elephant. And that was, she was the only person who ever referred to her that way. Uh huh. So, and our dad had once told me, I always thought it was weird that it was an elephant because you used to play with a ceramic collection of elephants <laughs> and she wouldn't let anyone else play with it, including me or touch it. And I'm like, really? Like I was too young to remember. I was only three. And um, when she passed and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. So when she started to like, when she would tell us that, you know, she would get these feelings and see things and know things before that happened. Yeah. Um, and then we sort of put that together and realized, and, and then I had just like a few little things happen to me in my early twenties where I knew something was going to happen before it happened. Um, so I think we all kind of had that little, yeah, little, um, not as much as Trish by any means. She definitely. Cause our other sister does is, as well. Yeah. With her kids. Oh yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She does. And then um, it got much stronger with me. Um, I think because I'm an empath, I felt it more. You and Barbara are not empaths. No, no So not. I think I just felt it more and I mm-hmm. feel what other people are feeling. And then um, once I started opening and doing meditation and trying to actually work with my guide, when I started doing cards, that was a huge um, opening for me because I remember reading cards with somebody and I heard um the voice you know uh-huh. yeah my left side and that's when I always would know it was my guide who was um Jude and I used to think it was Saint Jude because that was my patron saint and I, we grew up Catholic I grew up so Catholic that, too okay <laughs> so um that, always, Jude. <laughs> <laughs> that plays into it you know yeah and so my mom used to always say your guardian angel is your patron saint. So mine was St. Jude. So in my mind, I was still stuck on that with my spirit guide. So I used to call him St. Jude. And then finally one day he said, you can drop the saints. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. He's like, I'm not St. Jude, but you can still call me Jude. I was like, okay. (laughs) But he had whispered in my ear and um, said, tell this person, you know, that I was uh, reading for, and it was a private message about someone that passed. And I said, I don't want to say that. Like, oh, that is the personal. hardest part about mediumship is like, yeah. I don't want to say this. Right. <laughs> and he said, just say it. And I said it. And the person burst into tears. Yep. And it was the highlight of that reading and what that person needed to hear. And I realized, wow, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and that kind of was the start of it. And then I would start to see people when I would do readings that would be with somebody. And that was the start of me seeing. So, then um, it just kind of developed from there. So the reading really was that stepping stone for me. And then when I started doing the healings, I would see people and I started working very quickly with more of the guides versus mm-hmm. people that passed over and, um, then some of the ascended masters now and for several years, um, with the ascended masters coming to sessions. Um, but then when I started like early on, I started the meditation class that was before I started the healing room and actually before I even started doing Reiki and said, look, I want to do this. Would you please come to Bobby and my other sister? Yeah, Yeah, it was great friend. And that was kind of, again, what opened her. Definitely. That's how I opened up through meditation classes. Um, It was great. Um, Received so many messages. And 
And then once Trish did the Reiki was so drawn to that and fascinated by it. So, um, so then she became Reiki master teacher. And then I um, took classes. My sister Barbara took classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been great. It's I love great. it. It's, yeah. a, it's so nice talking about the old days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. So are you then, um, are you incorporating your mediumship into your Reiki healings? Is that, or yeah. are they separate services for you? No, they're definitely incorporated. I don't sit and do readings or mediumship. Um, it's if someone comes, then we share that. Well, at least that's how I do it. And I think we do the mm-hmm. same thing. Yes. Um, I, we have some readers that we, you know, refer people to that if you want just a reading, then that's great. Mm-hmm. And I never know who's going to come. And I think it depends on the client too and what they need. That's some people, that time. yeah, you know, exactly. Change daily. Yeah. And, um, it really depends on what they need. And sometimes people just need rest and replenishment and to release energy Sometimes it's um, connecting a visit to their past life and releasing stuff with that. Um, sometimes we actually go into trance, um, both of us. I don't know of a lot of people that do, and I don't mean that Reiki relaxed mode that uh, Reiki practitioners get into, but we go completely black, <laughs> dead. Yeah. Do you do that? Uh, yeah, I, I like Reiki is special. <laughs> yeah, isn't it amazing? Yeah. yeah. So like our head drops, our breathing, and we're like unconscious um, almost. Yeah. So during that time, we're not getting messages. Right. Yeah. So feeling that higher energy. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you're just transmuting the energy. Yeah. Exactly. So well, the first time that that happened to me, I thought that I fell asleep on a client and I was waking up every five minutes and I was freaking out and I talked to my husband after the session and I said, oh my gosh, I think I fell asleep when I was working on a client. (laughs) And he said, are you tired? And I said, no, I wasn't. And he said, well, that's the strangest thing. You better get better sleep. I I guess so. But then (laughs) the next time that client came in, the same thing happened. And I said, Mm. okay, this is strange. You know, something's going on here. And I happened to see a medium, um, not for that. It was like at a party. And, you know, so I just, I had a session with her and she said, laughed and said, ah, you're a healer. I said, yes. And she said, spirit tells me that you, uh, I think you're falling asleep in your sessions. I said, oh my God, she's good. (laughs) I said, yes. (laughs) And she said, well, they say it's actually, you're going into trance and they're very pleased you're pulling your ego to the side and they can work directly with your client. Yeah. So I said, okay. And my clients that, you know, I'd seen some of my clients I've had through the beginning of my mm-hmm. career. Same with you. Yeah. It's nice. So it's wonderful. You build such a relationship with them. So when it first would happen, they would say, that was the best session I've ever had with you. And I was like, really? Tell me about it. I fell asleep. Yeah. Left the room. They said, I just went so much deeper and I, they, and many of them would end up going into a trance state themselves. Mm-hmm. I just, so it was great. I knew that it was better for them. So we just trusted it. And then Bobby said one day to me, <laughs> yeah. I think I might be going into trance. I said, well, <laughs> yeah. what happened? My head drops and I just feel like I fall asleep. I just can't fight it. Mm-hmm. The next thing I know, the session's like over. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's always kind of like disorienting when it first happens. Cause then all of a sudden you like look at the clock and you're like, whoa, yeah. 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 <laughs> I yeah. thought that was three minutes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, it feels so yeah. amazing. Yeah. It, it does. does. Our clients can tell the difference. They yeah. always know. Yeah. They'll yeah. say, Oh, you were in trance a lot when you were at my head. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I know. Actually, this has been the great thing about doing Zoom sessions is that then if a message comes through during trance, it's recorded. Because I've also had clients be like, you said this amazing thing, like, da, 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 da. And they're oh. like, oh, yeah, we talked about this before. And I'm like, no, I haven't. And then I watch the session and I'm like, <laughs> yes, that's great. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it always gives me a little bit of a chuckle. So, so how did you... It's, it sounds like you were gaining all of this information, like kind of between like adolescence and, and your 20s ish kind of range. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not making any assumptions, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I'm wondering, like, when did, when did the idea for the healing moon come into being? Did you, like, as you were gaining this? Uh, as you were stepping into practice, as you were speaking up and telling people that you had a gift and you wanted to share it and doing your readings, like when did the healing moon sort of like drop in? Um, that's a good question. Way before I started doing healing, believe it or not. Um, I remember saying to Bobby, um, I just feel that something I'm supposed to be doing. And um, I, you know, I just feel I'm being called to do something. So when I was doing the readings, um, probably, you know, five years before the healing moon started was when I was feeling that pull. And I think I even came up with the name and I knew that when I started, I would have other practitioners joining. Um, cause I knew it was far bigger than just me. I knew it wasn't just me. And I wanted it to be a community. I wanted it to be a place where others gathered, other practitioners and clients and students, um, adults and children. And so I wanted to call it the Healing Moon to kind of keep the name broad. I didn't want to add Reiki to the name because I knew... It's limiting. Yeah, limiting. Mm-hmm. And I had hoped, you know, we had, um, you know, different, we had therapists, um, psychologists, mm-hmm. we've had um, acu- acupressure, we've had um, oh, a- um, the um, esthetician, oh, yeah, a esthetician. A friend oh, nice. of yeah. yeah, who also does Reiki, yeah, she, she and does um, massage therapy, massage therapy, who are also they were all yeah. um, Reiki masters, yeah, we've had reading, reader that was all in Norwood, and then um. Kristen, I can't think of um oh, oh cranial sacral. She's yes. wonderful. Mm, I love cranial sacral. Yeah. 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 All types of different therapies and classes and you name it. And so anything that I thought would be a positive thing for someone in some way or form, um, I'd check them out and it, it's some great like a match. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like you knew you were gonna have this, but how did you get there? <laughs> how did I get there? That's a good question. Um again, it started with doing the readings and the classes. It's funny. Um I worked for we had a family business. Again, total opposite of what I ended up doing. <laughs> um our dad got sick with um had a stroke and I ended I've worked for the family business for years with my brother and ended up being you know, kind of 
um, working there longer than I intended. But um, next door was a coffee shop and there was a bunch of young girls there. But before they opened, I remember saying, I just feel that there's going to be someone there. There's, there's a reason like that shop, that, there's something important about that shop and the girls that are going to like, someone's going to be working and something about the shop is going to be important for me. And a bunch of young girls ended up working there and they found out I read cards. The owner actually asked me to do a card party and then they, the girls that worked there found out. So they said, will you teach me how to do tarot cards? Will you teach me one of them? I said, no, I don't teach people. I taught myself and I just feel that's the best way. And I won't teach a class in that. They said, will you teach us something? I just feel <laughs> okay. So they said, will you teach the psychic development class or something? I said, let me think about it. I forgot about that. That's what started. That was yes. the meditation circle. That was, yeah. So I said, hmm, let me think great. about it. And uh, I'd read their cards and we instantly became friends with these um, couple girls. There's a few of them, three of them. Yeah. And so I came back and I said, this is the deal. I'll do a weekly meditation psychic development class. And every week we'll work on something different. And that was basically... Um, the outline of what became my psychic development classes for the healing moon. And then that was the meditation classes and that brought Bobby and my sisters. And then that expanded to friends and friends of friends. And um, as the healing moon began, it just continued. Um, so that was really a huge stepping stone. And if they did not ask me to do that, um, it would have happened. It just would have happened in another way. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Would have. I know it would have. Yeah. Well, what I'm hearing, like, because I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast are like at the beginning of their journey or they're in in between places. And, you know, is that what you did was you built the community that you needed to support you with the healing moon. You had like basically it all there. You had your students, you had everything. And then you started the healing moon. You even had all your practitioner circles like ready. So you like had this really firm... I, f- I feel like we don't give enough credit to like relationships uh, yeah. uh, as being like a foundation because they're like soft things, right? Right. Like, you don't like measure them on paper. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't make a spreadsheet of all your I relationships. Just say, it's not something you put on a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> but you had that and that actually like essentially I feel like guaranteed your success and, and made it possible yeah. for you to like start the healing moon. Right. Right. It, yeah. it did. And it, it's almost like, I really feel like spirit had, was all behind it. I feel like spirit was weaving that pattern hmm. uh, or that cloth for me and, you know, brought those girls into my life because they needed it and yeah. I needed it. And it just unfolded so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And I could have very easily said no at any point or didn't feel ready or insecure or but I just trusted spirit and I felt I felt you know so much with that solar plexus that you know (laughs) to distrust and this was my time and I was ready and I I just felt like it was just the next step and it was just constantly taking the step and I was ready and it was part of the calling to help and I love helping people even as a kid I loved helping people so it was just this is this a new way of helping. And it just felt so amazing. And um, once I sat in that chair, remember the blue chair? Mm-hmm. So the house mm-hmm. I lived in was once my aunt's house. And grandmother's. And my grandmother's. Yeah. So the one that 
but the elephant. (laughs) (laughs) So um, it just was wonderful to, you know, be in that space doing something that was, you know, new and loving and something that was um, a new venture for me. And I just remember sitting in her blue chair with that group and thinking, yeah, this is it. And that was the room that became the healing moon. And I remember when we were getting ready to move to the new space thinking I had one client that said, it's time you need to move on. Like it's time to leave the cocoon. And her sister also came to me and I remember her saying, don't leave. We love it here. (laughs) It was so hard. Well, it's such a great little house. And Again, it had incredible female energy, yes. mm-hmm. sort of like this space here. You yeah. know, we, we have like the energy from my mom and my aunt and grandmother lived it's in that mom. house yeah. and just cherished it and took care of it and had beautiful yard and gardens. And it was small um, and quaint. And- like my aunt was an artist with this little artwork here and there. And then Trish being the artist, she added to it. And it was just a lovely, lovely home. And people so enjoyed going there. And at that time, she had a beautiful Lancer Newfoundland oh, yeah. who would greet everybody. Oh, uh, no. He was a wonderful dog. He was the healing dog. Mm-hmm. And people would be, she'd come up for her next client and people would be sitting on the living room floor <laughs> playing with the dog, you know? <laughs> so um, yeah. it was 150 a, pounds of love. It was just a beautiful <laughs> space. Yeah. It really was. It was a great a great space to begin the journey. Yeah. And it just felt so natural. It it didn't, there was no hesitation in wondering if I should do it or not. It was, when can I get there? Yeah. That's like, I I feel like it's rare to hear that. (laughs) Um, But also like a a thing too, where I, I hope people hear that and understand that like, development can be effortless and can feel supported and can feel Mm -hmm. natural and like good Mm -hmm. as well as you can sometimes encounter like fear coming up or like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, um, don't know how you dealt with this or if you had any of this, but, um, I have like led groups where there's multiple teachers and multiple instructors and stuff and like holding space for everyone is such an important job and it can get really logistical and it can get really like, I, I, you know, like when you move to the, um, the other space, like I'm taking a risk, I'm signing a lease. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, when you come, we have to talk about space rental or this or that. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people don't like to hear about that in the spiritual community. They're like, Oh my God, right. let's not talk about money. And you're like, no, right. we have to talk about this. Like, right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that is a difficult part of it. And that, yeah. that gets hard. And I, I found that not everyone thinks the same as I do. That's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> how odd. Oh, that's so odd. And not everyone has the same motivation that I do. And that's okay. I've come to realize. Um, and that's why it's a little bit, easier to be in a space that's smaller where I can support on my own and have, you know, support from this one or two practitioners where it's okay. You know, if, um, people aren't up to working and, um, aren't building their practice. 
Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about it and stress about my rent and bills yep. and so forth, where otherwise it's all on me. I'm the one on the lease. So that has been a lovely change. And, oh, I kept saying to my husband, I feel like I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is crazy. <laughs> but like, what a service you did for the community and for all of those healers that needed that space and needed somewhere to yeah. go for so long. Yeah. I'm like, you built that now so that it can now go digital, which is really cool too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I'm really enjoying doing, um, uh, we're both doing some of the distant sessions too. And um, I've actually done um, some channeling sessions, um, healing, where I'm doing messages and so forth and really enjoying that. And so my clients, so it's given me an opportunity to expand and grow as a healer. So I'm very grateful for that because, you know, doing the same thing for 20 years, I still love it. And every session can be different still. Mm -hmm. And um, that I'm I'm always excited about. But um, to have something different has been really enjoyable. Yeah. Well, we talked about like how you kind of bring messages through and we talked about how both of you do trance while you're doing Reiki, but I'm curious, you mentioned earlier, uh, Bobby, you were like, we both have different ways of doing the Reiki and having like, so what is it that you're like, you're like, this is my specialty. This is what I bring to the Reiki or to my healing sessions. So it's more, I think, um, like physically we sort of do the same thing physically, um, and we both love incorporating crystals mm-hmm. into every session. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's a little different. We don't put crystals on somebody. We put them in a pouch and put them under their um, oh, under, under, I know mm. under their pillow. And we have them under the table. So it that part of it, it's more of the part of it that you can't see physically. Um, how we, I don't know, I guess, interpret the energy, the messages, um, what we sort of narrow in on, Mm -hmm. I guess, Mm -hmm. is how you, what your focus is probably what what the sensations that we feel, like what we feel when we first do the hands-on on somebody, I think is probably more different. I probably zoom in on the physical issues that they're having. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and Trish is more about the emotional issues that they're uh-huh. having. Uh-huh. So, but we do, we both do both, but yeah. it's just, you know, she comes from, I gravitate. Of, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's that, that practical. And she has a medical background too. Yeah. Ah, so, <laughs> the language and the like training to draw from too. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So where I'm like, yeah. ooh, don't show me a, a splinter that's too deep. I'll get crazy. <laughs> She's like, ooh. let me see it. Let me see yeah. the stitches. Or like, what you know. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I know about that. You know, and I'm like, oh. And she's getting queasy. Yeah. Where so. I can talk to someone about their like trauma and abuse and be so enthralled and empathetic to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I love it, you know? <laughs> and so that's one huge difference. And also our vibrations are different. Like we'll do sessions together, which is really fun. Yes, we have on special friends too. We've yeah, done that. that are yeah. sick or whatever. And the yeah. energy is, I think, um, kind of balancing and electric when we do that. It is, yes. But um, 
we've had some clients that like if I'm out or if she's out for some reason and it's someone that needs a session still, I'll say, will you see so-and-so because I don't want them to miss a slot or vice versa. So I had client go to her and they're like, oh my God, this session was awesome. It's so different. Her energy is so different. And I'm always like, yeah, how is it different? And they're like, well, her hand, she gets really, really hot hands. And I'm usually freezing. Like normally I am so cold, but when I do Reiki, my hands get warm, but she's like fire girl all the time. She's like, it's hot in here. We're in the car together. I'm like, strip down, take off your coat, take off your scarf. And I'm like layered up with sweater, scarf, hat, hat, mittens, double socks, you name it. So we're different that way. And she is on fire when she does Reiki. I, she also has a pulsing energy. I do. Yes. It kind of, I think it can be nauseating for some people. Yeah, me. (laughs) Yes. She's always like, oh my gosh, I felt like the bed was moving, but it wasn't. But yeah, you get that feeling. Yeah. And when I work on people, they tend to feel more of a vibration for me and feel light and like floaty. Yeah. So it's like the air and the fire. Right. And a lot of my clients will say, oh my gosh, I'm so grounded. grounded. Like they feel like they're sunking into the table. They're like, mm-hmm. I don't think I can move. Each of my hands feels like they weigh a hundred pounds. Just lay there for a little bit. Yeah. And both are extremely relaxing yeah. and healing. So it's just really Cool. Like I love getting Reiki for her, and, and I love getting Reiki from her. Are you sure you didn't sound convincing? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I really was I convincing? You were very convincing. <laughs> yeah. and, and I enjoy getting Reiki. <laughs> and I'm a little sick, so I'm always, you know, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool that you can um, also provide that for each other too, and accept that oh, yeah. for, from each other, because yeah. like, I, it's really interesting, like how hierarchies sort of develop when you learn something. And especially if Bobby was your, Trish, your student, like early on, like there could have always been that, but it sounds like it's a very equal relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You're both bringing different things. Yeah. But I always will think like, I don't know, because you taught me. So I look up to her as far as that goes, you know, even though I'm the older sister, but I don't think of it that way, you know, (laughs) it's just, yeah. Cause I ask her all the time if we have, you know, a client that has a tough, like, we don't talk about issues with our clients, certainly. But if we have a, a trouble situation, or we're not sure how to handle something, we will confide in each other of, you know, how do we handle this? Or what's the best way of what crystals would you recommend? And so yeah. forth, things like that, um, just to kind of find the best treatment for somebody. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have that to bounce off of yeah. like an idea. Yeah. I was thinking, this crystal, what do you think? What would you use? Yeah. 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 No, it's not talking about them at all. It's like uh like expanding their access to help. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, which yeah. is like totally different than like what you would think of when you hear like talking about someone. <laughs> like, right. We right. And we like help each other heal people. Like that's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. But you yeah. you have each other as like mutual resources, which is like Yeah, exactly. Really. And we really do cool. have um point of views as well because I you know we talked about earlier we, we kind of see yeah. things a little differently and it's great 
And uh, because of her background more in the corporate world, medical world, because mine is so sensitive and like sometimes I'll say, you can't word it that way. Yep. <laughs> and she'll be like, oh. God, people are so sensitive. <laughs> and uh, and then she'll say to me, like, you need to toughen up. And I'll be like, oh, you know. So it, it really does work well. I just want to feel it all. <laughs> <laughs> so so I was going to say, how do you handle, um, like, how do you handle differences or I'm not going to call them arguments, but like times where you don't agree, like when that kind of stuff arises, like, how do you all handle that? Have you ever had to handle that? Go ahead. You answer this one. I'm curious to know what you're going to say. I feel like (laughs) we don't disagree a lot. I know. I don't either. We really don't. And I also feel like we both probably compromise um, when we feel like we need to. I guess if it's something that one of us feels really strongly about, the other one gets that. And it's just like, okay. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. I really don't think. We really don't. um, I don't think we've, I mean... I think years ago we had a disagreement. <laughs> like, okay, but what? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of remember being upset, but it was probably like 10 years ago. So that's a pretty good track record. I was right? misinterpreted. Or I was grumpy <laughs> in a bad mood. Yeah. I had a bad day at work or something. And, you know, in the corporate She's world. She's grumpy. I don't. Yeah. Um, I'm Susie Sunshine. Usually. She is. You're allowed to be grumpy. You're allowed to be Susie yeah. Sunshine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I know that she gets grumpy. That's okay. Yeah. You know? But um, part of the balancing thing that I think you all do for each other. Yeah. My goal in life is to make her laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so when yeah, we do our Friday night videos. Oh, my God. We have more laughs. Yeah, I try to make her laugh. And sometimes, sometimes it's hard. But some, when I get it, it's like, yes. <laughs> mission accomplished exactly <laughs> but no we, we really don't you know and considering we spent all right oh my god we spent so much time together when I first moved in I said to my husband I want to call her but I don't know if I should because she's right next door I'm like I called her already today like what <laughs> if she gets sick of me when we just moved in I don't want her to get mad Matt we call each other we're on the phone well, she works. I work, but she'll come and go, I can't talk. I'm doing work. I'm working. You know? So. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. But we're on the phone a lot and we are together when she's not working, you know, or when I'm not working, we're together quite a, yeah. quite a bit. And we do not disagree. We get along. We're both easygoing. Our personalities really mesh well together. But um, if there is something that, one of us feels strongly about, I think you're right. We would just yeah. feel that and kind of one of us would compromise. Yeah. And defer to the person who needs the the yes more. Exactly. Or defer yeah. whoever's grumpier that day. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good philosophy. <laughs> or whoever needs coffee more. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that's like, one of my favorite things about your all's um, Facebook oh. page. Oh, did I glitch? You cut out. Oh, no. Well, I was, oh, no. It, great. It's saying my connection is unstable. Let's You're back. Oh, I'm back. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> it's one of the things I love about the Healing Moons page on Facebook is that you all are humorous. Like... Because I also think a lot of people who are mediums or psychics or whatever, like, they're like, 
Yes. <laughs> really serious about everything. Yeah. And like really leaning hard on the like mystery and the this yeah. and that. And I yeah. I also really appreciate because I feel like spirituality is very playful. Um yes. and many of my guides are very playful. So I get like yeah. real confused why people are like so serious about it. And I love right. that you all like wear costumes in your videos. Like yeah. <laughs> I would wear them weekly she if she let me. I'd love that. If she let me, I would wear them every week for our Friday videos. I was so lucky. That was my, my present. My birthday is on October. It was, as if it was my birthday present that she let us dress up every Friday for October for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. liked that. I have to tell you, <laughs> being the ladybug costumes were my favorite. <laughs> they were my favorite, too. Yeah, I liked those. They were so cute. They were cute. They, they were, were that's the thing for me. And and her and her husband always have these massive, huge Halloween parties. Well, not this year. And yeah, well, not with yeah. COVID, but um, I mean, you have to dress up. Like my husband, when we are walking home from one year, he's like, okay, what are we going to do next year? Like you got to <laughs> start planning ahead of that. <laughs> so they love costumes and Halloween. And so, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's it playful. Fun. Yeah. I mean, it's your one chance to, you know, hey, be an elf. Yeah, you want to. Yep, you know, anything you, you want. want. Mm-hmm. But yes, and that's part of it because I feel that life is too short to be serious, and I also feel that laughter helps to raise your vibration, and it is a huge thing. And life is meant to be joyful, you know, and um, and part of that joy can be brought into your healing. I I try to make my clients laugh. I try to make my you should see the faces of my students when I teach sometimes I think at first they're like is this lady crazy if they're new you can tell the difference between my new students and the ones that are mixed in that you know know me and the ones that know me laugh because I know I'm trying to be funny but the ones (laughs) that are new look at you like oh my gosh this lady crazy and then by the end they're like oh she's trying to be funny but I just think you know it's it's part of life it's um it's a good shift. Yeah. It releases too. Yes. I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Like, yes to that. (laughs) So if you had any advice to give people like starting on their spiritual path, uh, maybe looking into starting a business or starting a practice, what kind of advice would you give them? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I would say for me, it was to listen to like follow your gut. Yeah, exactly. Your gut. Listen to your instinct, your gut, your, your, gut, your higher intuition, higher self, any messages, dreams, yeah. that kind of thing. And meditate. Start out by meditating. That. That's a wonderful way to open up, to receive messages, mm-hmm. um, to start to feel very comfortable in that world. Yeah. And it's one of the best ways to receive the messages mm-hmm. from your guides and spirit and to introduce new guides to you and visions. And that's really kind of, I would say, what helped me the most to realize what I wanted, but also what spirit wanted for me. And it's important to know the difference because otherwise you're keep varying left when they want you to go right. And sometimes right is a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to bring you there a lot faster if you listen to what they want you to do. 
Um, as, as you exemplified. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, just connecting with spirit and trusting was, you know, huge for me. And at some point you just have to take that leap. And um, I wasn't afraid because I don't know. I think that we got that from our dad. Yeah. He started a business later in life and he kind of had that attitude, like, you know what? You try it, you succeed or you fail. What's, what's the big deal? Like it was no ever shame if things didn't work out the way you intended. It's like, okay, it's all right to go to the next thing, you know? And he always would say, you know, well, you learned something. Yeah. So it's never a loss, right? You, you learned something. So, yeah. Yeah, the, the lesson was the gain there, even if it was hard won. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like and a, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just feel like that was kind of part of the path for me with every step I took. You know, when I first um, moved to Foxborough and kind of did that little downsize, I remember thinking like, okay, I could look at this as I didn't stay as huge as I was in Norwood, but I don't want to, I don't want it. So why should I look at that as you know, a failure or not what I wanted. It's just, I thought I wanted it. I realized I don't want it, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it was more that attitude of just, um, let's just do it and see what happens. I love Trust that. A spirit. Do you have like a favorite meditation style that you recommend to people to start like connecting to their intuition and getting messages from? Um, I always started... And I kind of do the same thing with my clients and my students. Um, I think you do the same. I tend to have people do some breath work to breathe out the negative. And I always incorporate, because I'm such a visual person with my background with art and um, always add visuals. Um, so I yes. do the visual of breathing out gray mist um, with all the negative emotions you might have of anger, sadness, anxiety, fear. Um, insecurity and any negative ties um, attachments that you might have breathing those out and then the second phase would be bringing in a white light to clear your energy bringing in health love happiness um, purity and bring that down through your body slowly relaxing soothing and clearing your chakras replenishing rebalancing and um, throughout your whole body and also using that as protection from absorbing any negative, which is huge because we work with so many empaths. Yep. Um, and it's such a great one to do with anyone that's sick or gone through cancer treatments as well to like visualize purifying their body and cells as, as well. And then the third part is we both do, Bobby does beautiful ones, um, but we do guided meditations from that point when we take them to um, beautiful places, places of relaxation. Mm. And it depends on if it's a personal client, then we can gear it to where they want to go. Or if it's a class, um, what they're focusing on. We do crystal grid classes. Or we were doing those and we had the larger space, which are so much fun. Oh, those are great. Um, and so we'll gear it towards whatever the purpose of the class is yeah. um, or a chakra class or so forth. And then working with the kids, they certainly teach me a lot of <laughs> yeah. lessons of what they want. <laughs> As I always say to them, kids are wild cards. And boy, I mean, it is so much fun. And I thank God and my guides every time because they give me great ideas to keep up with the kids. And they have, I have done more creative meditations with them mm -hmm. than I have with any adult. <laughs> I've done snowboarding. I've done safari rides. I've like, 
elephants, we've done mermaids, we've done fairies, we've done, oh my gosh, just so many fun things that the kids will think of. And uh, we've done rides with whales and dolphins and under the sea and just so, so many fun things. It is fun. Um, and they say they want to do it and I do it. <laughs> yeah. I actually am a huge, like, a huge lover of <laughs> guided visualizations, which is what you're talking about. Um, yeah. I actually call it, I call it the realm that we go to the imaginal. And, um, <laughs> but I think that's such a powerful place to start like connecting to spirit. I yeah. should back on some time to talk about that <laughs> because, because when you were describing that, I was like, Oh my God, someone else who does the crazy shit I do with people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it because is. you can do so much I with know. it. And it can be simple and relaxing just to get them to that state. To I mean, so many people come in with high anxiety. They just right. need to quiet and their mind and relax. And so then that's the purpose. Then there's others that want to release childhood trauma. And so you work on that. Then there's kids that you need to just keep them entertained while they're on the <laughs> table to a point where they can relax. They can continue Reiki, you know? Yep. Um and that's the thing you can do. I also do hypnobirthing. Bobby was I did that with, with her. her. I was her, one of her clients and yeah. it was awesome. It was yeah. fabulous. And then she actually came into, um, <laughs> she the, tricked me the delivery <laughs> room with us. And it was great because my husband, she had done Reiki on my husband too. So he was very into it. And we had like beautiful music playing. She brought some gorgeous meditation music. Aromatherapy spray. Aromatherapy yeah. And she was doing Reiki on me while, you know, while we were in labor. And a couple of the healthcare workers came in and said, oh, she, she's not very far along. And one of the nurses said, oh, no, she's, you know, such and such. And they were like, wow, the wow. <laughs> last room I've ever been in. So it really was. It was yeah. fabulous. It was great. So there's yeah. so many applications. That's so cool. Well, Tell folks how they can work with you. What what kind of opportunities do you have going on right now? We have um, private Reiki sessions in person. In person. We're doing. In, um, oh, my gosh. I almost said in Norwood. Norwood. <laughs> See, talking about the old days. In Foxborough. <laughs> and we are doing um, distant healings as well. So we do uh, Reiki and also the channeled sessions. Um, distantly mm -hmm. and then in person we do reiki i do um and we both do chakra balancing and sessions crystal, crystal grid healing and we can also combine any of those sessions with a reiki session um hypnotherapy for anxiety stress um whoops you're fine oh, okay Low i can still hear you we're good okay <laughs> um and um I do have a charger in the other room if we need it. Um, and guided meditation. And I do hope in the spring to maybe be doing some classes, depending on what happens with the crazy world we're in right now. Um, we do have some outdoor space and we're actually thinking Bobby has a beautiful backyard um, with gardens and flowers. So we were even thinking that it would be lovely to do some outdoor meditation um, we just have to keep our dog. Would ship, would ship, especially my dog, would ship her elsewhere. She would be stuck over in my yard, uh, in, in, my, in my house. I <laughs> knew we were going to talk about the dog during the recorded part. <laughs> but to uh, space out and do some meditation classes. And then we also have some 
um, online meditation classes with Dawn Floro, who is fabulous. She does yoga as well and does some workshops and they're all online right now. And she does also does, um, healing vibrational bowl therapy in mm-hmm. person right now. She's lovely. She's fabulous. Yeah. yeah Don Florio. She's great. Yep. She's and then great. some yeah. readings yeah. as well. There's some readers that are distant and some might be ready to do in person, but they do. But the readings are so easy to do online. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like not worth the risk of. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I told my readers. I'm like, there's no reason someone can't do it online, you know? That's so cool. Well, um, can you tell people a little bit also about the Facebook page? Yes. I I love our Facebook page. So, um, I always would put, um, positive quotes out in the morning. And then when COVID started, I wasn't working and I was devastated because for me not to be busy, like 24 seven connecting with my clients was so foreign for me. Um, I, it was, I didn't realize how much of my identity felt lost, not, um, being a healer and constantly, you know, connecting with my clients and my community, the THM community, we call it. So I said, I have to do something. And I knew how, anxious. Um, so many of them were, many of them have issues with anxiety anyway. And then of course with this going on, it just heightened that. So I decided to really crack down and make sure that I did the positive quotes every morning. And I said to Bobby, I started doing some, um, videos of, again, I don't read cards now, but to just flip Oracle cards and just to do something positive and to try to be fun and lighthearted. So I was doing them on my own and it just wasn't as fun. And I said to Bobby, one day we're in the car and I said, oh, I have to do this video. Let's do it together. And it was more fun with her. And so then I said, hey, let's just start doing these together. So I dragged her into it (laughs) and she, she was nice enough to comply. Yeah, it's fun. It is fun. And um, it is fun. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad you feel that way. And so on Friday nights at eight o'clock, we did do two videos. We'd post one. And then now at nine o'clock, we'd post the second one. We tried to do it all in one video. So Uh the card pull and the reveal and people weren't digging that. They like waiting around. (laughs) Now we're back to trying to do it as one video just because it's easier. And um, so we did that last week. It worked out. And it worked out. So we're going to try for that. <laughs> so in any case, at 8 o'clock on Friday nights, we post a video. And you can pick a card. There's three cards. And you pick one. And then we'll post either immediately or an hour later um, the result. We flip them over. And, you know, we just chat a little bit and ask how you're doing. And we any announcements of what's going on or Um, If we do some specials, we try to do a contest once in a while just to bring something fun to everybody. And, uh, but it's really just to reach out and the the community seems to like it. And it's a way that we can just connect and um, it's something fun. Everyone seems to be home. (laughs) So we can just pick something to do on a Friday night. And um, we are silly. I've actually had two different people ask if we were intoxicated. (laughs) I was shocked because I don't drink. I mean, I, I don't, I shouldn't say I do not drink, but I mean, we'll have a drink once a month, you know, yeah. and, um, just having fun. Yeah, we are just silly. We're crazy, you know? So I thought that was quite comical. <laughs> and then of course, for our, um, 
we had a luau party for one over the summer. <laughs> and I, I said, you know, oh, we should have uh, pina coladas. And I'm like, oh, great. Then they're going to say, see, you did drink. <laughs> But, um, but we, you know, we just have fun. It's just all in fun. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then I recently started um, Tuesdays with Trish. So I'm revving up to hopefully do, you know, every other Tuesday, hopefully get to every Tuesday where I just give a little video with some information about energy or crystals or healing and so forth. Uh, and people can post questions and so forth. And um, that's about it. And some of the other practitioners will sometimes post things and we post our events when we do them in different special offers and things like that. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you both so much for this interview and your time and all of the wisdom that you just shared with the listeners. Oh, goodness. thank you. It's our pleasure. Yes. Thank you yes. so much for having us. Totally, totally, totally. Well, if you enjoyed this interview and you want to work with Trish or Bobby, the links are in the show notes and you can always make your way to Facebook to The Healing Moon uh, <laughs> to find their free offerings there. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sacred Adventure Begin. If you feel inspired by the conversations you were part of today, please consider joining us on patreon.com backslash getting into it with Emily and supporting the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. Membership and support starts at $2 a month and gives you access to teachings, episodes before they are released, and a platform to submit your questions for our guests. Thank you so much for being here. Know that I am sending you so much love so much awareness and so much self-acceptance at whatever stage in your journey you find yourself on today.